Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZ ring, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring, and let's have a big season. What's happening, guys? Happy Tuesday or Wednesday on podcast, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on this week's show, we're going to be talking about a lot of Dynasty preseason news and the rookie three word game. I'll tell you who's always making good news. It is my co host. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, what's going on, man? Rough day. Yeah, I, I mean a little bit. I'm feeling a little rough, but I'm doing better now that I get to look at you. We also got a new setup behind you. Look like you're in the red light district of Amsterdam a little bit. You red have light more clothing district? on. Okay. Well, finally, but... finally someone got the red light district. Um, I was telling you, the entire studio makeover cost $3 and a turning of the desk. I used to be pinned into a corner. You see so many people, like my man Ray Garvin at Ray GQ, doing some big things. They've got the color lighting in the background. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna pick up one of these three dollar red light gimmicks because you know red, blue, you know those are colors of the Dynasty War Zone. Thought we uh, we throw the old red light special. My son says it has a Kylo Ren feel from the newer Star Wars trilogy. I'm like, whatever. It's just just a vibe. Just trying to mix the vibe up going into the the regular season, Jerry. But man, we could use a vibe check right now. It's a rough day. Yeah, it's. I mean, listen, it's good for people like us who talk about this, but. Yeah, for, I was, other, uh, for people like us who play, yeah, it was a rough day. You know, we have the annual Hot Take Hotline show coming up. We're going to have some of our buddies stop by and give us some some hot takes. We'll either do that next Wednesday or the Wednesday after. Uh, I jumped on and did a show uh, in place of Dallas on Sunday night on the Rookie Rundown. He should be here on Friday with his own edition of the Rookie Rundown. And uh, YouTube, again, I've churched it up a little bit for those of you that have to look at my mug on on camera either via twitter or youtube but the reason why you want to be on youtube you won't miss the live q a tomorrow jerry do you know who's hosting the live q a tomorrow is it you, Are you it's me it you? it's me oh, okay. jake is out of town kyle had something come up he was like can you do it i'm like you're goddamn right i can do it i can do it by myself i can do it with all you sons of bitches we're talking redraft tomorrow how do i feel about the jaguars backfield how do i feel about some some seasonal stuff Man, pop by, go to Dynasty Warzone on YouTube, subscribe, notifications turned on. You never know when we'll go live. Maybe an hour, 
maybe longer. I'm in charge now. Kyle's not in charge. Fuck out of here, Kyle. I'm in charge now. And I'll I'll go as long as I want to go. Hour, fine. 45 minutes, cool. Two hours, maybe. Maybe not. You have have never done a podcast 45 minutes. Don't lie to these people. Once you get going, you get going. Yes, I have. When I'm by myself, 45 minutes feels like four hours and 45 minutes. But uh, a couple other things on the YouTube. I will be doing the prop show live to help make sure you get the best numbers. So if you're into sports betting, you're going to want to make sure that you're tuned in live with notifications turned on in about two weeks. You know the season is two weeks from Thursday, Jerry. If you're listening to the podcast on Wednesday, the NFL season starts in 15 days. Yeah, that's something. Um, I, I am doing my home league. I think it, it might be my only redraft league. I might have another one coming, but we decide I convinced them to do it on sleeper because we're, you know, we're grown. You know, we got to draft at different times, kids, jobs, different time zones. Everybody's moved. Randy, I am a person that likes to draft quickly. I'm not a good slow drafter. Like I'm not the guy that bothers you, but in my head, I sort of hate you if you take a long time. These no, no, my friends the- are real sons of bitches. Let me tell you, we have been going for like three days and we're on the fourth round. Like it's horrible. But anyway, go ahead. Say so we're in the middle of the, uh, the redraft uh, tag team league yeah. over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty Warzone. for those that are, are new and don't understand the concept. So you had to be a member of our patron to be in, and then you had to tag team or pair up with a fellow patron, maybe from outside of your state, outside of your country. I'm teamed up with Nathan. Nathan's an Australian. So we're rocking it. Um, we're through three rounds. We have got to Superflex. We've got Justin Herbert. We've got Devontae Adams. And we've got Joe Mixon. So I don't want to give too much away. feel very confident that Nathan and I are going to dominate. We are the two-man power trip. That's the tag That's the tag team we're named after. And uh, Jerry, did, did you get in on this? Uh, I, I did not. I am not. I don't usually play well with others when it comes to sharing leagues. We have one. Yes, and, yes, we and, do. And you and you know how it goes, right? Like I am not picking. I, I just go. I can't tell you how many times I just said, "Pick whoever you want." Yeah, it's it's the same thing. It's you know uh, Nathan's been very gracious. He's like, "Who do you want?" I'm like, "Nathan, buddy, you you you're managing this team. You don't know it yet, but you're managing this on a week to week basis." I hate sleeper. Sleeper's fun. People say it's the cut, dude. I'd rather have my nuts pounded flat with a ball peen hammer than, than play fantasy football on sleeper. Oh, okay, Listen, it's terrible. This isn't fan tracks like oh, it's now. it's okay. Some okay. So so there's you NFL ever on fan tracks or fleet I fleet have. Fleet? I did fan tracks last year with uh, drafting with Giants. <laughs> cheeks, big old flabby yeah. cheeks. But hey, I'm not here to bash sleeper. They're they're doing great. You know they they put a lot of free. Uh, dynasty access to in a lot of people's hands, so I, I think sleepers are great from that regard. It's just not for me. Clean it up. Let's 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 get rid of the Fortnite aspects and just somewhere between ESPN and what they got going on is what's going on. So we got that, and then Sunday, 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 Sunday. Two weeks from the Sunday, we'll be going to football Sunday school. Jerry, when you were a little kid, did you go to Sunday school? I did, I did not. I was a heathen growing up, oh, a degenerate yeah. heathen. Well, you did grow up an eight mile with Eminem, so I can I can understand. So we had to go to Sunday school. You learned a lot in Sunday school. We're going to have football Sunday school on Sundays live on YouTube only. We're going to be talking redraft, start sits, trades, DFS, gambling, props, whatever. It's going to be a free form live show. It won't ever be a podcast. And I know that the Matthew Berries, the fantasy footballers, the Mike Clays of the world, they have millions of and millions of followers, and they can't answer everyone's question. Here's the thing. 
You stop by the Dynasty Warzone YouTube, you ask your question. Maybe it's a start sit, maybe it's a DFS, maybe we can help you out. Swing by, it'll be a good time. You know, you can poke in and out over the hour and a half from 11.30 a.m. until 1 p.m. No reviews to read, although it did look like we had one drop. I just didn't see the comments yet. So hopefully we'll cover that next week. Uh, Lou, not this Friday, but next Friday, Lou and Tyler will be here with a DFS, like a, almost like a how-to. Like, a, you know, some, some strategy, some basic tips, things to look for, and then starting the Friday after that, it will be DFS all the time. So, Jerry, let's jump into the commercial for the patron real quick, and then we'll come back and we'll get into some of the, uh, the good and bad news of the week that was. Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the National Redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have, or I should say we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. It's where new Dynasty gamers, intermediate Dynasty gamers, and the ultra-sharp Dynasty gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24-7. No, really. It's a 24-7 group chat, thanks in part to the best international patrons in football. I'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in Dynasty Fantasy Football, period. It's a place of community. It's a place of interaction. It's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty gamer to choose what level of support they want with their dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup to your rebuild and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100 mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And being a patron is the only way to make it on the Fantasy Fixer Upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? All right. So thank you very much for checking out patreon.com. And by the way, I need RJ, Nick, and Ryan 
to answer your DMs. Uh, three of our new recent members, I got to get you in the group chat. There's plenty of room. Check your DMs. All right, Jerry. So here we go. Um, we're going to go to our favorite, hottest, hottest new segment. It is called Good People, Bad Tweets. Now, this first one, we have two tonight. Are you ready? A double shot. Double shot, double shot, double shot power of good people, bad tweets. You, you, you want to go first or you want me to go first? No, 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 no. You take this one away, bud. Sure. So, so my good person with a bad tweet is at Jerry Sin DWZ. Now, there was a blurb that came out with uh, our friends over at NBC Sports Edge that said, Justin, uh, excuse me, that said, Jamar Jefferson, or excuse me, Jamar Chase could be seeding some snaps and targets to Auden Tate. And Gerald Sinclair said, Justin Jefferson behind Ola BC Johnson energy. And I'm like, God damn it, Jerry. Why are you being so lame? This is lame-ass recency. Oh, I saw this last year. There was this guy who was supposed to be behind Ola B.C. Johnson. And you know what? He went on to have 1,414 yards because that's how it works because I saw it one time. How about the guys that's fucking struggling? He's just fucking struggling. He's not having a good run of things right now. Uh, allegedly, uh, at least via social media, has been accused of potential... Uh, violence against a domestic partner. I don't know what's going to come out of that. I'm just talking about the the, the, the football and the Auden Tate. Just because you saw it last year, A, does not mean it's going to repeat itself this year. And just because you saw it doesn't mean you need to have the same stupid take as about 97% of the rest of Twitter. But before I ask you, what the fuck were you thinking? Let me just tell you something, Jerry. You know what? You just made the list. Tell me what you were thinking when you tweeted that bullshit. Am I really that wrong, though? Like, am yes. I really? Yes, that you are. Wrong? So, but, so, like, so, I'm not saying I'm not saying my man's going to get 1,400 yards, but it's it's an overreaction. This nonsense that yes, he played hold on, hold on. Bad. Was your tweet the overreaction, or was the initial tweet I mean, the overreaction, I, or both, both? Both of them. Just checking. Listen, I, I did. Listen, was I? To use an Australian swear word, was I a little cunty in this? Yes, I was a little bit. I flowed right into the the Twitter. <laughs> I got a couple laughs, um, but I I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not buying into the struggle. Like you, you know I how many times you know how many times I saw that tweet that day from 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 various was, accounts. I know, I know. I was I like, know. I was I was part of the problem. I yes, you yes you were, and I I, I went straight at you when I saw this too. By the way. Which is which is fair because I I took some shots at you, but it just I don't I'm I'm not ready to to bury this man yet. Like oh no I, no no I'm not ready to bury him either. I'm just saying know, don't know, don't know, go along with the herd. Did, you know don't don't go along with the herd. You know I mean but the, even, but the even herd if you is saw also it? telling you to get rid of this man like like oh my god he dropped it three times so this is a precinct like okay my man can have some struggles he hasn't played in a year give it some time like I'm not advocating Jamar Chase as some unbelievable actually you had a great tweet about this as some you know unbelievable generational talent and yada 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 yeah it's, but he's it's still fine yeah that, that was my take on saturday jamar chase is not a big steamy pile of dog shit but no. he's also not a generational talent either and i do think he was overdrafted i do think five overall was the wrong pick and i think it was damn sure the wrong pick for the cincinnati Bengals. they should have taken panay sewell 
and they could have gotten Elijah Moore, they could have gotten Terrace Marshall, they could have got a lot of really good, because wide receiver is not the problem. Joe Burrow being scared to death because people are rushing him nonstop, that's the fucking problem. You know, Jamar Chase has his own struggles. I'll tell you the thing about Jamar Chase. We're going to talk about him in, in the body of the show in the rookie three-word game. But uh, you had a good person with a bad tweet, and I will read it since I have the show sheet. Here it goes. At DWZ Memphis on August 20th said, If, and the key word is if, if Drew Locke and Tua play the exact same amount of starts, Drew Locke will outscore Tua on the 2021 season. And I am ensuring this take against injury and benching for both. Because uh, we saw Tua get benched, I think, three times last year for Ryan Fitzmagic. Uh, I don't think Vic Fangio is going to have a very long leash for Drew Locke. So if they both play, let's say one plays 16 and one plays 15, I, I will give you that. Within a game or two. So on the season, if they play the same number of games, I'm taking Drew Locke. Why was that a bad tweet for you? I just don't I don't know how you watch Drew Locke and think he's good. That's my problem. Like, Okay, well, at least with Drew Locke, he's spe- he has a special arm. What's special about Tua? I just I don't think he's bad. That's I, but I don't think he's good. The, uh, the see, upside the upside I, for Tua I, I think, I think is Jared Goff. I think he can. I think is year two, Jared Goff I, I year two with McVeigh. That's his I, upside. That's his absolute pinnacle. His career outcome is going to be somewhere between pinnacle. is the highest point of his career. He is going to be somewhere between Marcus Mariota and Jared Goff. Right? There's nothing special about him. He's small. He's not super athletic. He has a mediocre arm. He does athletic. have good, he does have good accuracy, but but he's not a special athlete. You see him in a room full of other. At least Drew Locke's got a cannon. At least Drew Locke has a cannon. And here's the reason why I say that: they have equal weapons. On one side, I've got Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, and a couple of good running Do backs. They have equal weapons, though. Okay, well let's let's go one for one. <laughs> would, 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 would you would you rather have Will Fuller or Cortland Sutton? Cortland Sutton. Would you would you rather have Jerry, Jerry Judy or Jalen Water? Jalen Waddle, excuse me. Jerry Judy. I'd rather Noah have Noah Fant or Mike Gusecki. Noah Fant. Okay, KJ Hamler or Devontae Parker, I guess. Okay. I mean Melvin Gordon or Miles I'd, Gaskin. I'd Salvan Ahmed or Javante Williams. I'd Who's Javante got the better Williams. offensive line per, per, per pro football focus? Who plays in a division against Bill Belichick twice, who is notorious for schooling rookie and second-year quarterbacks, twice against Sean McDermott, and now against Robert Sala. So he has three tough divisional games against three defensive-minded head coaches. Now, Drew Locke has to play in shootouts against Kansas City, shootouts against the Chargers, shootouts potentially against the Raiders because the Raiders' defense is bad, but the Raiders' offense can score. I've got the dead nuts on this one, as long as they're playing. And the last thing, give me the wild man. Give me the over-aggressive quarterback that's failed. But you know what? I've learned the hard way. The meek and the timid, they may inherit the earth, but they're not very good fucking quarterbacks. So the Jared Goffs and the, the Marcus Mariotas, somewhere in between that range is where Tua Tungavailo is going to land. He's meh. He's meh. I, I hope the people that are listening right now threw up in their mouth, just like I did. What was I wrong about? What am I wrong about? The Jared Goff is the man's ceiling. Jared Goff had a QB7 season. 
I, okay, great. But uh, actually, he had multiple QB one seasons. You're multiple. not implying that Tua is going to be have a QB seven ceiling. Yeah, if if, if two because, if Tua has a top he, six can, in his first Drew five years, like can Drew if, if, that? No, stop but, your but, nonsense. But you're higher than Giraffness. My man threw for sixteen touchdowns. Well, well, hold on, we're going to start. We're going to start the DWZ season long prop bets. I don't oh, know I what the punishment will be. You've <laughs> got to it. So, so what's the scoring format? Standard ESPN scoring? You, you pick. I will take okay. two a 100 times out of all. Okay, perfect. So, so you've got um, – um, you just made the – You know what? You just made the list. So you got two. I've got lock. ESPN scoring. Uh, we'll say plus or minus one game. Whatever. Listen, all right. I, I am very lenient with this one because I just don't think your lock is good. That's fine. I just don't think Tua has upside. I don't. I don't like meek. I don't like timid. I don't like dink and dunk. Give me the. I, like I said, I've insured this against playing the same number of games. So if Drew Locke gets benched because he's not very good, fine. But if he ends up being pretty good, I got the dead nuts. You can't win. You're trapped. You're you're in a fucking bear trap, and you can't get out of it. You don't even got the nut draw. You're you're drawn to a gutter ball with a fucking. Dirt ball. Sure, I do. I, I've got, I've, I've got the out. I've got the out. So there you go. We, we, we went good people, bad tweets on each other this week. I know people love this. I love arguing with Jerry, because here's the thing: not every podcast you listen to has to be where the co-hosts take turns whacking each other. Well, anyway, so we're gonna jump into some news. We're gonna jump into the biggest news of the week. Obviously, this impact. Yes, it did. We're gonna, we're gonna jump into the the biggest news of the week. This impacted a ton of rosters, and I know there was some joy and some sadness. But Carson Wentz was back at practice, and my man was looking sharp. You thought I was going to talk about Travis Etienne. Well, we'll get to that some bitch in a minute, dude. Jerry, you got to go to the Colts Instagram. Just just go to the Colts Instagram. This dude's been talking about going to the Colts IG for like three weeks. He looks sharp. And by the way, just like on the low key side, Kalen Grayson, the rookie tight end out of SMU. That dude is putting in work, and he's only got to get past Jack Doyle and Mo Alley Cox. Just remember that name in your tight end premium leagues. I got, I got so, a bunch of shares of him. I, I, I do as well. But, dude, Carson Wentz has looked sharp. You know, we're like two and a half weeks post-surgery. Uh, it came out today per uh, Mike Kravitz. It Kra- I know it's Kravitz for sure um, of The Athletic. Uh, he says that Carson Wentz will be the week one starter, barring a setback. This is wheels up for for all your Colts and a, and a big win for anybody who got some cheap Jonathan Taylor because of the news. Yeah. And I mean, Carson Wentz is a hated person in this industry. He got more hate because of the injury and now he's back. It was just, it was just more opportunities to accumulate. You, you know you what know, popped shares. in my head the other day about Carson Wentz? Yeah. We're treating Carson Wentz like we treated Ryan Tannehill before Ryan Tannehill resurrected that his career in Tennessee. Insane. That is the truth. We, we had written that. Same with Sam Darnold, too, by the way. We had written those men, that man off for dead. Ryan Tannehill was a, a dog turd deluxe, and he wound up in a great situation in Tennessee, and he's played great. He, and he now was, all of a sudden. I, and I was one of those, per, you know, give me the turd deluxe with no tomatoes. Do, do you remember when you retweeted me and, and thanked me for putting you on to, to Ryan Tannehill two years ago? Do you yeah. remember? I, I can send you the tweet. Two years ago when, when I said that the Tennessee Titans would win the AFC South if they benched. Oh, Marcus Mariota, of all people. If they benched Marcus Mariota and played Ryan Tannehill. Funny how that works, Jerry. But I, I'm super excited. They also got Quentin Nelson back. And another bit of news for the Colts, they also got Ryan Kelly. 
one of the better centers in the league. So that offensive line's getting healthy. Wentz is back. Big news for the Colts. All right, fine. Here's the news everybody thought we were going to talk about first. Travis Etienne is on IR. His rookie season's done. Now, Jerry, this created quite a kerfluffle today on on Twitter. I got to admit, I don't normally jump in the kerfluffle, but I did head first. But uh, James Robinson has always been your boo. So give us give us what your thoughts on this are. Uh, it sort of pisses me off. I wanted to prove people wrong. I wanted to show that their process was too far of an overreaction. Here's the thing. It's like people, when I talk about James Robinson, they think I don't like Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne was my RB2 behind Jonathan Taylor had he come out in 2020, and it was close. I mean, if he, if he lands... Say it one more time. He would have been my RB2 ahead of Cam Akers and all of those other guys had he come out then. And if he landed in Pittsburgh instead of Najee Harris, he'd be my RB1 this year too. I love Travis Etienne. He's a great talent. He was definitely in line to get a workload, but so was James Robinson. And that that is my thing with this scenario. It sucks for Travis Etienne. If you can acquire and you can get cheap shares, I mean – I don't know if you're really going to be able to because this isn't an Achilles. This isn't like Cam Akers where he is going to be exponentially cheaper. There's still a future for Travis Etienne, so he's still going to be a little costly. Um, but that was the big thing is everybody just assumed this dude that as a rookie had 1,400 yards in 14 games was going to just get cast aside, and that's one of the fucking stupidest things that I could have ever imagined. And I'm unfortunate, or this was unfortunate, that I don't get to see that play out. Like, I'm not going to celebrate the injury. That's the thing is everyone's like, oh, you're probably super happy that you have James Robinson shares. I, I'm not. I'm happy that I don't get to tell you how stupid it was of a process for you to assume that a rookie was going to come in and supplant this man who they literally cut the number fourth overall pick in Leonard Fournette so that he could play. It's not like this guy has not had a history of replacing first round running backs. James Robinson is good. Travis Etienne is good. If you can acquire him for cheap, absolutely. You are no longer acquiring James Robinson for cheap. Until maybe next offseason, because the hype is going to come back then. Right. The, 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 many rant inbound, by the way. Yeah. This is the one backfield that anyone, anyone that tells you that they knew how it was going to play out this year were oh, fucking shit. lying to you. They were just yeah. lying to you. No, no one knew. This was the most ambiguous backfield going into the 21 21- season that we knew of. Yeah, Travis Etienne's good. I love Travis Etienne. By the way, my Scott Fishbowl dreams in 2021 are just shit down the toilet. Because that's how much I believe in Travis Etienne. I just wanted to share. For me, this was always a 1A, 1B backfield until the season got going and we saw how the distribution of touches was going to go. Because you read the reports, you read them from Connor Orr, you read them from John Shipley, talking about how James Robinson was going to have a featured role in this offense. I had always compared this this running back group to a poor man's Cleveland, because Cleveland's a good offense. This is a bad offense. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be very Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I thought it was going to be a probably like, they'd get like 40%, 45% of the touches each, and they'd sprinkle in a little Carlos Hyde, you know, to, to round out the touches in the backfield. And anyone who pretended like ETN, did he have more sexy upside? Maybe, because he's a good pass catcher. Maybe he was going to line up in the slot. But you don't know that. All that you had to base that take off of was his draft capital. That's it. That's all that you knew. You know, and, and, and now you go, he was a first round pick. You know what? Urban Meyer's still a dumbass. And I know he's a good college coach, but he's still the dumbass who won't name tra- uh, 
Trevor Lawrence, the starter. He's still in a competition with Gardner Minshew. This is the level of bullshit I'm dealing with in Jacksonville. It sucks that Travis Etienne got hurt because I thought both of these guys were going to be useful. My prediction was and always has been, and if he was still healthy, still would be, both of these cats are going to finish somewhere between running back 13 and 24 on the season. Both were going to be very usable on the season as like an RB3 flex type. And th this injury just sucks. It pushes James Robinson closer to that RB13. And we have to wait and see another year. But I, I do think this is bad for ETN and Dynasty because now what's he going to be, 23? Yeah. Never played yeah. a regular season down in the NFL. You know, we don't know. What, what, hold on. What is, what's his value going to look like if James Robinson has another repeat season? You know, Ray like Garvin was talking about two, this. If he goes 1,400 and he goes 14 or 1,500 this year, what do they? What do they? You, you what, what do you do? Asset. Exactly. You're, 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 you're at that point. You you're can't stuck. Get rid of him. Yeah. You have to keep going with him. James Robinson. Then, he had a thousand seventy rushing yards. He had like three hundred and forty receiving yards. He had forty nine catches. Forty nine catches. Fourteen games. Three. Three. Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious. And and if he repeats those numbers, if he has another eleven hundred yards rushing, and another four hundred yards receiving. And maybe 10 t total touchdowns isn't repeatable on a really bad offense. But you know what? Then what do you do? Then what do you do? You know, I don't want to call this the Chris Carson, excuse me, the Chris Carson, Rashad Penny situation. But both guys, one guy was like a real late UDFA. So I think he was a seventh round pick in Chris Carson. Now you got a, you got a first rounder who gets hurt. It just sucks. It just sucks because... Somebody was going to be right, but in all actuality, everybody was going to be right because both these guys are really talented. All right. Um, C.D. Lamb on the COVID list, kind of a bummer. Um, you won't see him for probably a week. Uh, and I think that means he has it, or maybe it was a club. I don't know. I don't, it's so weird. I know Cam Newton, Cam Newton can't be vaccinated. He's being treated as if he is an unvaccinated player. I don't know about the protocol with C.D. Lamb. It doesn't matter. He could play the game with three masks on, a blindfold, um, like oven mitts, cement shoes. Really wouldn't give a shit. I'm buying all the CD lamb before this gets out of hand. But I do want to talk about Dak. So it was mentioned by people such as Gil Brandt, Adam Schefter, Michael Irvin, and Troy Aikman that Dak is going to be less than 100% all year. And they've had two MRIs. And the only reason why you get two MRIs is because you didn't like what the first MRI had to say. And he was taking snaps from under center at the preseason games the other day, and he was throwing them back left-handed. There's a lot of smoke. Now, I still love Dak in Dynasty. That's what we do here at the Dynasty Warzone. I still love him. He's still a top five, but if I haven't had my redraft leagues yet, I'm fading the shit out of Dak in, in redraft this year. I, I would rather miss out and wind up with a Justin Herbert or an Aaron Rodgers or that kind of a guy in a one QB redraft league, then go anywhere near Dak in a seasonal league. It's just not worth it, you know. I just that's my thought on Dak. Again, I'm I'm totally fine with Dynasty. It kind of is what it is. He's a, you know, a mid twenties quarterback with about eight to ten really good years left. I'm not screwing around with Dynasty. But in redraft, are you messing with this man? Uh, see, if you, if you don't have to. No, because he is he is sort of one of the expensive guys, and it sucks because he's like we talk about him all the time. He's one of my guys. He's one of the guys I take at one hundred and two, and when I'm in a startup, because I love Dak mm -hmm. and I love the future. 
I'm with you. It, that's the thing about redraft, though, is if something like this happens... Just, Dak's my three in a startup, by there. the way. In a, in a Dynasty Superflex startup, or just a startup, he's my QB three. I have it Mahomes, well, Allen, Dak. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know you're a big Allen guy. Um, it's it's tough. I'm, I'm with you. It, it scares the hell out of me in, a, in redraft. If Don't draft injured players in redraft. Exactly. Like, it, like I know there's going to be somebody that's going to take Michael Thomas too damn early in this league, and I'm going to think you're a dope, and it is what it is. And that's sort of where I'm at with, you know, especially in a redraft, because usually oh. redrafts are one QB. Don't, don't go risk but By the way, like guess who has Dak and Travis Etienne and Scott Fishbowl? Uh, this guy, right? Oh, by the way, you know, you know who else I have? DeAndre oh, Swift. DeAndre uh, Swift. And DeAndre Swift, there's growing concerns amongst the uh, head coach, the head ankle biter in charge, if you will, uh, Mr. Campbell. There's concerns about his early season availability and, and how much work he's going to get. So, yes, if I have you in the Scott Fishbowl, you want me to post the rest of my <laughs> roster so you can avoid these guys in redraft this weekend? Right. I am absolutely taking it on the uh, on the chin in in Scott Fishbowl. But uh, Jerry, are you concerned? That's your area. What have you heard? What do you think is going to happen with Swift? Again, I'm a I'm a huge Swift guy. I got him in drafting with Giants. I've got him in a ton of leagues. No bueno. No, no bueno at all. So we did this a couple weeks ago, and I said, you know. If we keep talking about it, then I'll start getting worried because I wasn't worried. This is multiple times. This is multiple things. And we're talking about why Why bring up the possibility of, you know, not being available early on if this isn't something. So, yes, I am trepidatious to use a Dynasty Warzone word about DeAndre Swift. It sucks. It really sucks a lot. I think Jamal Williams is a good talent, though. Should, should he get the opportunity He's going to be able to do some things. It just sucks because, you know, I'm a Lions fan. We don't have a ton to watch. He's one of the guys you want to focus on. He's one of the guys that I can roster, that I have a crossover of my dynasty life and my Lions fandom that I get to enjoy both times, and that's, you know, shit out of luck. But You know what makes me nervous, the most nervous about this, is that Jamal Williams could come in with a brand-new coach who's a hard ass, who's, you know, he eats glass and kneecaps and, you know, drinks 37 gallons of super caffeinated coffee every day, which I highly endorse, by the way. You, you, can, you can pump caffeine, just you can mainline that shit into me. But, I mean, if Jamal Williams comes out and plays great, he may not seed touches back to DeAndre Swift. DeAndre yeah. Swift may have to work it back to like a 50-50. And this could, again, same thing, you know, where's Swift going in, in redraft? Second round? Yeah, second, third round. I, I've moved guys like Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler. I've moved these guys firmly ahead of DeAndre Swift at this point. I just have to. You know, I, I just I have to. to. In, in, re, in redraft, I can't afford to get behind early in the season waiting to see what DeAndre Swift is going to look like. We've really not seen a lot of practice snaps. We've not seen any preseason snaps. So we're going to be going into week one blind. And when I can get a guy that I it hurts to say, but I do believe in Joe Mixon this year for redraft and Austin Eckler this year for redraft, I'm going to go with those guys and I'm going to let Swift fall. And, and let it fall where it may. And then some good news, Jerry. Finally, someone got some good news today. Okay, what's the good news? Robbie Anderson didn't fight with any police, but he did get a two-year, $30 million extension to you know, keep him in Carolina. And I know people are poo-pooing this for Terrace Marshall, mm-hmm. uh, D- DJ Moore. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I think the, I think the big winner for Dynasty in, in this is Sam Darnold, and if he fails, sure. it'll be whoever takes over this team next year. You know, and, and I did see this, and you know, this is a good person with a good tweet, and this makes me a son of a bitch for not remembering that person to give them proper credit here on the Dynasty War Zone. But they said that you know DJ Moore, who's going into his fifth year option next year, he may want the bag, and they may not be willing to give it to him. So they may let him walk. They could potentially trade him in the offseason. You know, if they believe Terrace Marshall and Robbie Anderson are their receivers of the next two or three years, they could let DJ Moore walk or try to get a lot for him in a trade. But don't do anything rash. I think if anything else, uh, it's more of the same. Mots, more of the same. Anything when you saw, I was just happy for Robbie Anderson. Again, he's cleaned up his act. He's done real well. Um, Put a lot of money in his pocket, so I say good for Robbie. Usable. I say good, good wide for receiver Robbie. three. Yeah, I mean it's a risky wide Flex, receiver three. Best ball. Yeah, it's it's. I hate on player best ball. You know that just means they're a bad dynasty asset. But good for Robbie. Sort of sucks for us because I like Terrence Marshall, and we're going to talk about him in a little bit. And DJ Moore, like DJ Moore's our man. The last thing I wanted to see was this man get two years, especially if some trade him to the good. Colts. Just trade well, DJ well, yeah. Moore to the Colts. I, like, I will. I, I will currently give you Paris Campbell, a pack of bubble gum, a twenty twenty three third, and uh, some pocket lint. Mo Alley Cox. I can throw in I some mean, Mo Alley Cox. Paris Campbell's what we wanted DJ Moore to be for real, but it just you know here's the thing. I believe in Sam Darnold like to an extent. I I want him to succeed. I'm rooting for him to succeed. I think he is going to do much better than he did with Adam Gase in New York. And if that is the case. You know, I, I don't love that DJ Moore is going to be there with him. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Good for Robbie Anderson. He's like the guy that's on the free agent wire in your in your redraft league, and you always think about picking him up, and then you pick him up and you play him the one week because you're desperate. You know he ain't doing a damn thing for you. But that you know, next week, when you drop him for some bum-ass running back, 32 points. That's, that's how. So Robbie Anderson, for me, because he's so unpredictable week to week to week, Especially because here's the thing, I know he had a good season last year, but we still do not know what the, the the Joe Brady offense in Carolina looks like at full power. We've not seen it with a full season of Christian McCaffrey. We've not seen it with a full season of uh, with Terrace Marshall. We have no idea what this is going to look like. Could he turn it into the LSU championship game offense? He could. He certainly has the weapons. He certainly has the weapons to make to, to make things work. Now with uh, Sam Darnold. So anyway, so we're going to jump into, I, uh, I, I like this concept. We're going to talk about 16 different rookies, and we're going to describe them in three words, and then we'll go about a minute apiece. We kind of stole this concept from a couple of podcasts, including our own Fantasy Football Smackdown, where they did 32 teams in 32 minutes. So Jerry, I'm going to go first, in case you didn't do your homework. Jerry probably didn't do his homework. Uh, I am going to go first. So I have the first quarterback. The first quarterback coming out for me is Zach Wilson. My three words, trust your eyes. I like what I see. Um, the kid had the intangibles coming in. I know he's done it against, against second teamers, third teamers in some cases in the preseason. That's okay. Um, I'll be very interested to see what he does the first couple of two or three weeks. But I am tremendous. Uh, I have not moved him up my rankings. Now, in my one QB league rankings, I moved him ahead of Mac Jones because he has a higher ceiling. And in a one QB league, I've already got a quarterback. 
So I want the quarterback on my bench to have a lot more upside. Whereas in Superflex, I would rather have Mac Jones because he has a much more safer floor and you need that week-to-week production in a Superflex league. So for me, Zach Wilson, Jerry, I said trust your eyes. Jerry, you have Trevor Lawrence. What are your three words? Mine was by the dip, question mark. He's not been this set-the-world-on-fire elite prospect translating flawlessly to the league like you know maybe the hype you know would have called for or you would have thought was coming so if there is a person that is out there and they are i'm not going to say panicking because there's not there's not a reason to panic at this point but i am guessing his value has sort of regressed to the mean a little bit to where it probably should be and if someone is you know if, if they're in on the hype on somebody else by all means, I'm definitely accumulating. It's just, you know, it, it, like Randy said about Urban Meyer, he's a great college coach. We got no damn idea what this man's going to do in the league. And he's done some bozo stuff while he was the coach at Ohio State and some bozo things in the offseason in the short amount of time that he's been in Jacksonville. So my Trevor Lawrence is by the dip. Yeah, he, he may not be great this year, but his long-term outlook, and he will be the victim – of always being considered the best prospect since Andrew Luck. Because Andrew Luck come in as a rookie, took an equally shitty Colts team to the playoffs that year, finished 11-5 and as a rookie with a bad Colts team that had won the first overall pick the year before. And he's always going to be compared to that, and that, that's kind of unfair. So I took Justin Fields. My three words for Justin Fields are killed by coaching. I love Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields, the athlete. I would love Justin Fields in New York. I do not trust Matt Nagy. I think Matt Nagy is going to personally, personally guarantee that all of us in the Dynasty space and Superflex are going to get a smoking hot value on Justin Fields in 12 short months. Because Matt Nagy is a bozo. He is not a good coach. Um, I I think this uh, making the playoffs last year with Mitch Trubisky and a good defense was enough to barely save his job. I don't think he's going to be able to save his job this year. So Justin Fields is going to be killed by coaching and going to be a tremendous value this time next year in Superflex. Jerry, thoughts on that? And then you have Mac Jones. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's fair. I think Matt Nagy gets shit on a little bit more than he should, but I agree that he is Okay, what, let me ask you this before you go to Mr. Jones and me. What has he done? What has he done to convince you? When have you ever watched a, a Bears game and go, damn, never. that's some good-ass coaching? Absolutely never, but they win. So I don't know what it takes there, what you know, what causes it Was to that happen. Vic Fangio in the defense and Chuck Pagano well, maybe, in the defense? May, maybe it is. I'm, Playing I'm in a bad not, division, Lions. Listen, he's not Matt Patricia. That's all I'm saying. I, I oh, no, 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 no. shit in my day. But no, 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 I didn't like, say I he. Matt Patricia, I don't think he's Adam Gase. I've never called him the worst coach in the league. I mean, Zach Taylor's still in the league, right? He's cool. All right. You got Mac Jones. Three words on Mac yeah. Jones. Mine's another question. Throwing to who? Let's say Mac Jones does start playing. Where's the upside because he doesn't have playmakers? I I, I just I, – I love the kid's talent. I think this kid – I mean, you've been in on him. Ray Garvin's been really shitting on people everywhere because of their hatred of Matt Jones. Yeah. Like uh, lots of guys. I just – I want to see elite talent. Now there's a real chance that they could draft some. I don't really trust Bill Belichick to draft wide receivers at this point in truth. Like he can have all of the talent and be good and do everything. And if the best you have is Hunter Henry and John U. Smith, 
I just, I think that's limiting and and that sucks because I want this kid to be good. I think this kid can be good. And it's funny because he's like the least likely, you know, out of nowhere, Alabama quarterback. And if he ends up being the successful one, it would just be ironic and funny. But I, I just want to see talent. Like where, where, where's his Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase and T Higgins, like switch offenses. Fuck Mac Jones to the moon. I would love the hell out of him. The problem is even if he beats out Cam Newton, which he will at some point, he's inevitable. It's just lacking. I don't, I don't love it. You know, you, you mentioned Bill Belichick and wide receivers. Are you so bad at something around the house? Your wife is just permanently taking that off your plate. <laughs> Why? Well, like, like me, like, so Bill Belichick is so bad at wide receivers and drafting them. Mm-hmm. Someone should just come along and say, Bill, I got you. Okay. I got you, know, you, you, you draft linebackers, you draft DNs, you draft everything else. I'm going to, like, my wife does that with me with making appointments because I fuck it all up. She's, and then she just sends me a calendar invite and everybody's happy. That's what someone needs. Bill Belichick needs someone like my wife to just come along and just, I'm going to take this off your plate. You're not good at it. I'm better at it. I'll do it for you. All right. My guy is Trey Lance. And my three words with Trey Lance are so many tools. I don't think he's ready to play yet. I think he's raw. He's raw like cookie dough. But man, much like cookie dough, it's delicious. And he, he is going to look great. But, you know, he has not looked super great against second and third and sometimes guys that won't even be in the league. And that's True. partially not his fault. I think he's played one college game in the last 20 months. There's going to be some rust. There's going to be some learning. And I know that we live in a microwave oatmeal society and we want it now. Get it. Got to have it today. You know, payments on the way. But there is nothing wrong with, you know, the last time Jimmy GQ played a full season for the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, they only made the Super Bowl, and he overthrew Emmanuel Sanders by about a yard and a half, or we could be talking about him and Patrick Mahomes in a lot different light. So, yes, I love Mr. Lance and all of his tools, but I'm as a guy who has several you know copies of Trey Lance on teams, I have no problem chilling this year, letting him learn his craft. You know, Jimmy G's probably going to get hurt. It's what he does. But if he gets hurt, then we'll see. But for at least the beginning of the season... What a what a good way to uh, learn the ropes as a, a rookie and learn behind a veteran. Didn't didn't hurt Carson Palmer one bit. You know everybody throws out the Patrick Mahomes. It didn't hurt Aaron Rodgers one bit. These guys went on to be awesome, especially Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes. So there's more than just the Mahomes precedent. Ben Roethlisberger didn't start right away. I believe Tommy Maddox started that year, and Big Kirk Ben came in. Start away right away either. Yeah, so it's not like he has to right away. So, Jerry, anything on Lance, and then you got to give us three words on Najee Harris. No, I, th- I think that's a good one. He does have a ton of tools. It's been shaky, and then it's been elite sometimes, too. So you can see where it comes from. Mine's Najee Harris, and it's league winning back. I, I don't know how you watch the man play and don't think he's awesome. He absolutely obliterated uh, Tavai, that, that, the that four, linebacker, that, which, that which 40 is yard. That 40-yard reception, forget the rushing. You know that's going to come. That 40-yard reception was sharp. It was something else. He caught it in the middle of the field, if you didn't see it, and he hit the edge, and he beat everybody to it and took off down the field. He's just – I truthfully would not be surprised if he is the RB1 in startups next year. I know it's a a bit of a reach, but I don't think it's absurd. I put him at three. You know, I I think we're on the same page. I think it's going to be some common – I think it's going to be some combination of Najee, Jonathan Taylor, and either Barkley or Christian McCaffrey a year from now. Yeah. 
and I we're going to be like, that, this guy's amazing. I have Travis Etienne, and for me, it's injury issues early. You know, he played the fourth year in college. I don't think we've talked a lot about that. Now he's going to basically redshirt his freshman year in the pros. And so by the time we see him, he won't have played an NFL or any, any football games really in about 20 months. You know, he'll be coming off of a foot sprain. We, don't, we won't know what James Robinson will have done or not done in this offense. You have no idea what this front office is going to do. Are they even going to be here? Is Urban Meyer going to get, you know, ill again and not come back? Are they going to be on an, another new regime? Just so many injuries, and, and not injuries, but just so many concerns, and missing an entire season is just no way to start. So for me, I, I would still buy. If I could, if I could find a, a, a league mate who wanted to move him for a second, because they're a bridge jumper, I'll give you a second for him, and I'll see what happens. I'll maybe even give you a second in 22 and 23, you know, and, and I'll just go ahead and take him. If I can get that, I'll do it, but uh, it's, still, it's still some concerns, you know. They can't even bring him back because of the timing of it. Jerry, you have Michael Carter. Just a guy. I don't love him. I don't, Nothing special? I, he, no, I don't think so. He... I mean, he had to split time with Javante Williams, who's a great prospect, don't get me wrong. Had to split time in college. He's showing up in New York. And he had the one good preseason game. I think he went like 10 for 52 or 53 or something, which is good. You know, that's what you want to see. I just, I cannot imagine you are in championship week and you are relying on Michael Carter to win you a championship. And he's going to be part of the reason that you do it. I just can't. I don't see it. There's going to be weeks when he's going to do okay. And there's probably going to be a lot of the weeks when he gets seven, six, eight points. And you're going to be, you know, six and six. And it's going to be because you have a guy like him on your roster. He's good. He's a nice stash. He's a guy that you can definitely get trade value for. If I'm relying on his actual production on my team, though, no, thank you. Just a guy. Good on him. You know, if, if, he, gets, if he becomes heavily involved in the passing game, I'll be more interested. But I'm going to have to see it. Uh, my guy is Javante Williams, and it's simply, that's my boo. I, I love Javante Williams. I mean, he looked very good. I know it was against second teamers, third stringers against Minnesota. This is a man amongst boys, and Melvin Gordon already nursing uh, a groin injury. So his snap percentage should start off maybe closer to 50-50 to start the year. And I would actually prefer that Melvin Gordon start off a little bit hotter and give me those fresh legs on Javante Williams down the season. He looks to be a complete back, and if that Denver offense goes the way that I think it can go, especially with Pat Shermer calling plays, I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again, he is the uh, 2021 league winner in redraft, much like Miles Sanders two years ago and JT last year. you just got to be patient. He won't set the world on fire coming out of the gate, but I think he's going to finish strong, and you'll be glad you have him. Jerry, you have Trey Sermon. Yeah, as far as Javante Williams goes, real quick, he's he's a guy that scares me a little bit in redraft, like because he his ADP in redraft is is very early. But I, I'm with you; he's going to show flashes that's going to make his ADP go absolutely bananas in dynasty startups next year. But Trey Sermon, meh, I don't I don't care. Like he's okay. Three he's words: okay. I don't care. I actually will no, give you no, no, no. I, I wrote meh. Period. Don't care. Period. Okay. Like. So uh, I I did I did it with two I gave seconds. you all the boring ones apparently. No, it, it no I I think a lot of people would like to have Trey Sermon. I'm just not one of them. He was never a 1,000 yards rusher in college. He had third round draft capital. There's a ton ton 
of running backs in San Francisco. I agree that if he emerges as the guy and he's going to get a majority of the workload, yes, Trey Sermon going to be a fucking star. Like, don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's that guy. If he, got, he had a great game in the college football playoff. I think it was the semifinal. But outside of that, he's had a pretty mad career. He had to transfer away. Ramondre Stevenson ends up being the guy in Oklahoma. I just it, It's tough. You know, I've, I've referenced this stat before, but under, under Shanahan, they average 27 rushes a game. Where do you think he finishes if he gets 13, 14 rushes a game? Yeah, I, RB I think what? Be, RB what, 15? 16? Somewhere now? I, I, I would say a little later, but not much later. I, okay. just, I, don't, I don't know that he's going to get that many touches. I really don't think he's going to get that well, many I mean, they, they've got was Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, but I, they, I think Raheem Mostert's going to get some love. Sure, I think you don't you don't sign Wayne Gallman to not bring him in, especially because he had a good year in replace in replacing Saquon Barkley. So and who's going like to be who's going to be the, the the running back that gets cut? They're not going to carry four at least because they're going to carry Uzcheck, so that'll be a fullback. So so someone someone's going to be the odd man out. Well, who's Jeff the odd Wilson's man out? Hurt, so Jeff Wilson's out. Elijah, Elijah Mitchell is probably out. I think. You think signed? you think you think or, Mitchell? Or I mean, obviously Mitch, Trey Sermon's going to be there because I think Trey Sermon's going to get ten, twelve touches a game and will be a useful RB two on I, a good I'd offense. He, he would need to be productive with those carries, though, because if he's what, mediocre, that's, that's will like he be the goal line minutes. back? Maybe, maybe. Okay, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just Here, playing devil's say, advocate. How, how many, how many touchdowns did Raheem Mostert have last year? I feel like he had quite a bit. I don't know. Don't care. I could be so. I could be so full of shit though. We're, we're, we're oh, moving yeah. on. We're moving on to, to wide receivers. All right, wide receivers. And I did give you the one tight end. By the way, you're welcome. All right, <laughs> Jamar Chase. My three words for Jamar Chase is concerns beyond drops. Was listening to T.J. Hushmanzada, former All-Pro wide receiver for the same Cincinnati Bengals. His concern was not the drops. He was like, as wide receivers, we drop the ball a lot. It's going to happen. He's like, his concern is that part of the reason there was the drops is because the DB was on his back. And he was talking about second-string DBs and guys that you know aren't going to be the ones actually covering him. I'm telling you, I, I'm not jumping off the bridge again with my Jamar Chase pieces on my dynasty roster. I'm going to let it play out. The same thing I was going to do with the Jacksonville Jaguars backfield. But in redraft, again, and I keep bringing up redraft. I know we're a dynasty show, but this is the biggest, and next weekend is the second biggest redraft weekends of the year. I tell you, I think this is going to cause T. Higgins to be a tremendous, tremendous value in, in redraft this year. loves to hear that. I know. Um, but I, I think you just got to, you know, I, I don't like the, the recent allegations of his domestic partner and the, the things on Instagram. Um, just, just noise a guy who's already struggling with drops and separation doesn't need. That's just uh, that, that's a uh, I'll let that play out in court and in the the NFL. But yeah, the the, the lack of separation and a former really good wide receiver, you know, calling out some of these concerns gives me some concerns. But I'm not doing anything crazy. Jerry, Devonte Smith. So I said growing on me. He was not a guy that I was super high on. There was just. I usually did not pick in the first round of that range where he was going in rookie draft, so I don't have a ton of them. I had no desire really to trade up to get into that. I do have some shares, but he's growing on me a little bit. The dude seems like he is a very good tactician, which is what his profile has always been. I just wanted to see it translate, and it looks like it has so far. 
you know, skinny leg jokes aside, Philadelphia offense jokes aside, he looks he looks like he can play. You got uh, you got any thoughts on him? And what about Waddle? What about what about I, his I, Alabama well, fan? I, I like I like Smith. If Smith had wound up with a more accurate quarterback, and I'm not I'm not trying to kick Jalen Hurts, but the guy's been like a, a 56 percent completion quarterback in the NFL. And my fear is that with his frame, Waddle's going to hang him out for one. He's going to extend for one. He's going to you know go up for one, and he's going to get injured. I would love to see him with a. I would have loved to have seen him with Tua, as opposed to Waddle, who I'm getting ready to go to. Because for all my knocks on Tua, Tua is very accurate and going to put the ball where it needs to be. I'm afraid that this guy's going to get stretched or going to go for a gopher ball. And going to get hurt. He limped off the field the other day with an ankle. Now he did come back. He's already missed time with a knee. That's my concern. Love watching him run routes. I mean, it's 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 a master's class in route running when you watch this guy move. Um, I would love to see him find the buffet line, some Philly cheesesteaks, maybe add five or twenty pounds. You know, who knows? We can get him in the weight room. We can pump some iron. But uh, for me, with Jalen Waddle, it was more than speed. I'm seeing some stuff out of this guy, and I feel like Tua's going to lean on him. I think in the beginning of the rookie season, we were a little overboard in talking of the, the, the Alabama connection. I don't think we talked about it enough. Looking back now at August to March, I don't think we talked about it enough. You know, what's the old song, I Only Have Eyes For You? Tua's only got eyes for Jalen Waddle, and this guy has looked very good. Um, some injury concerns there as well. There's been talks of him limping and the ankle that he had surgery on that cost him the the large part of last season. But if this guy stays healthy and him and Tua form some real chemistry, I don't want to go as overzealous as a, as to say a Tyreek Hill type. But if he gave you 75% of what Tyreek Hill has given you with Tua, that's a great ROI. So, Jerry, what do you think about Waddle? And then I'm going to give you Terrace Marshall, Jr., I am cool with Waddle. I agree with everything you said. Terrence Marshall, his hype looks real. Just a dude that, you know, I don't know what it is that they do in Baton Rouge with those wide receivers, but they just oh, they, they, they did that, cre- that Creole. Shoot them boys down there. Hoo-wee. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. I mean, that, the dude looks good, man. I can't, I can't say anything bad about him. I thought the hype was getting a little too outrageous with him. I don't think so anymore. Dude looks like he's going to be a guy. The Robbie Anderson news sort of sucks because it's going to limit him a little bit. But if he can show some stuff, oh, yeah, no. That, that guy to the moon. He's more your man than anybody else. What, what, what's it? If you had to do three words, what would yours be? Uh, better LSU on. receiver. Is LSU a word? I, I think he's going to have a better NFL career than, than Jamar Chase. I don't think he's the inferior athlete. I don't think... He's the inferior prospect. Um, you, you can't tell me there's any more concerns about DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson than there are in Cincinnati with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. You know, good running back Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, obviously Edge McCaffrey. But you see my point. And I've got the advantage of Joe Brady over Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor's an idiot. Write that down. But so for, for me, if we look back in five years and Terrace Marshall's the better wide receiver from LSU in this class, I'm, I'm going to be 0% stunned, 0% stunned with, with that metric. So I've got Elijah Moore. I put best in class. I just think him and Zach Wilson are going to be uh, special. 
And I've said it before, uh, Mike Shanahan, brother of Matt, former protege of Kyle Shanahan, and that whole get-along gang that is LaFleur and Shanahan and the other LaFleur and McVay, they're all boys. They're all, you know, wearing pastel colors with their collars popped on a boat, yachting, threatening to sue. That's what they all look like. But I think Mike LaFleur is going to use Elijah Moore as his Cooper Cup. And I said this last night, I did a uh, guest spot. It'll be out some point this week on the Dynasty Hot Sauce with Larry and Justin. And I said, I think Corey Davis could resurrect his career in New York with Zach Wilson and Mike LaFleur the same way Robert Woods did with McVay and, and this offense. And, and like, Jerry, you know what? Here's the thing. As you think through things, your takes of three years ago can't be your takes of today. <laughs> now, I know you have the last one. You have Kyle Pitts. But, but could you see that in a LaFleur slash Shanahan slash McVay offense? If you could see Zach Wilson as a more athletic, more mobile version of Jared Goff, could you not see Elijah Moore Ooh, playing Jared that Cooper Cup role and you couldn't see Corey Davis playing that Bobby Woods role? I it's not that far-fetched. No, I mean Corey Davis had a good year last year too. I mean, let's. I mean, it's not going to be out of nowhere. Had he not I'm got injured, you. which is kind of the womp yes. womp story of his life, right. of had course. he not gotten injured, he would have had his first career thousand yard season. I think he missed two games. He had like nine eighty, nine seventy, yeah. somewhere in that neighborhood. He would have had his thir- first thousand yard season. And uh, so for for me, I just that, that popped in my head, and I was like, man, it feels right. It feel it feels right, Jerry. It felt right. Corey, Corey, Corey I, Davis could be the next Bobby Woods. Would you be surprised? Better draft no. capital? Yeah, I would. Well, yeah, very good damn draft capital. But I'm with you. I mean, the Elijah Moore thing, too. You know, we talked about LSU wide receivers. Let's talk about Ole Miss. Jeez. Hello. They, they have gone fucking bananas. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. He's got a lot of A.J. Brown vibes to him. Not LeCron Treadmill, though. Dodge <sighs> that one. But uh, my, guy's, my guy's Kyle Pitts. And ready Last for it, one. Want, I'm not going to shock anybody. Still too expensive. I mean, he hasn't played. He hasn't seen anything, which isn't, you know, that's not that's not against him. No, thank you. I'm good. The, the, the guy might be absolutely bananas awesome and, you know, letting his dick hang wherever he goes up and down the field. I just. Going full Vernon Davis? Yeah. yeah. He just, In more ways than one? <laughs> Inside jokes. Yes. Um, that's. I don't. What do you got on Kyle Pitts? Like, I, I'm just going to read. Here's the thing the about Kyle thing, Pitts. Thing for months. I don't, I don't have anything new on it. He's the same. His current GM paid so much of an acquisition cost to get him. His, his value is artificially inflated for the next two to three years. This is the guy who's going to get the pass, who gets the pass, who gets the pass. Now, if he's awesome, okay. So, how, but, but, but you, you can't fall off the floor. And, and, and you can't jump higher than the ceiling, right? He's already being drafted as tight end, what, four? Three or four in some cases? It's been Kelsey, Kittle, Kittle, Waller, Pitts. And in some cases, I've seen him going ahead of Waller. And in some cases, I've seen him going ahead of Kittle. True. So how high is high? You're buying at the absolute apex. That's my point. Is that? But because of that, though, if you, do, if you have acquired Kyle Pitts... You're not likely to lose value. If he gets hurt, if he gets the, the Travis Etienne, if he gets the Cam Akers, and he misses the season, and I'm not putting that evil on him, Ricky Bobby, but you know, I, I, I'm just saying his value is out of everyone we've talked about tonight, with the exception maybe of Trevor Lawrence, 
I think his value is the most insulated and protected for at least the rest of this year and next year. I think Kyle Pitts might actually be more insulated than Trevor Lawrence. I think he's the most. I agree. I agree based on where he's going at the position group. I don't think there's a chance his value dips, no matter what he does. Now, Jerry, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If if someone asks you, are you buying, are you are you acquiring Kyle Pitts at his current cost? What are you saying? No, absolutely not. Okay, because what I'm saying is this. Yeah, hell no. I'm I am not paying mm-hmm. that. So so that is some rookie three word game with my man, the man of the hour, the man. With the power, Jerry Sinclair. Before we wrap this up, I want to take a quick second to talk about Hate Brand Goods. That's my boy, Matt. Uh, If you go into the show notes of this podcast, you'll see a hyperlink to the store. They recently had a drop last Thursday called the Drip Collection. There's t-shirts, there's shorts, and then there's a new colorway. It's not even a colorway. It's like a style. If you're Canadian, you you probably recognize the maple leaf. Pretty cool stuff. So, and, And international shipping all over this great big globe. So head over to thehviii.com, throw in promo code MEMPHIS, and they were doing this last weekend. Any order over $150 was getting free worldwide shipping. So maybe you live in Australia. We know you all listen, and maybe you guys can all go in together. Uh, You all order a pair together, get that total over $1.50, get you some free international shipping. Jerry, another good show, man. I don't think we'll be back on Friday. I think Dallas is taking the reins, going to talk about some rookies. Give us a, a well-deserved Friday off. Listen, I will take it, get a couple extra naps in. It's good. You know, we only got one more preseason week. And then, Randy? It's going to be bowl and shoe ugly, too. I'm, 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 you, <laughs> you know, think the, it is? You oh, dude, is? I, I think this weekend's going to sound like this. You know, I, and, and, and I'm not overreacting. Is it you know, because the, of the injuries, or you well, think this, the just, setup's going to well, be well, like well, the fourth preseason game used okay, to be? Okay, th- th- this is what Colin Cowherd calls the Sean McVay effect. Sean McVay, a few years ago, made it so in vogue to not play your starters during the preseason. So many teams do it now. What's the upside of playing your starters? What have you not seen in joint practices? What have you not seen in scrimmages? What have you not seen that makes you want to run out a... Uh, a Trey Sermon? What makes you want to run out a Cooper Cup? What makes you want to run out a guy that in less than two weeks, so two weeks from Sunday is the first regular season Sunday, what do you need to see? This is the final game. This is the showcase for the the, the guys. It's uh, Jerry, have you seen The Dark Knight, the, the classic with uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker? I have. Where he tells them that their uh, their group is small, but there's room for aggressive expansion, and he breaks the pool cue and drops it. And he says, "We're having tryouts." Th- this is what they're doing this week. Every NFL coach, every position coach in the NFL is breaking a pool cue. He's thrown it in the middle of the RB group. He's thrown it in the middle of the cornerback group. He's thrown it in the middle of the linebacker group, and saying, second, third, fourth string guy, you better go out there and play like your job depends on it, because it damn sure does." So for me, no, um, I will not be paying much attention to this weekend. I will. Uh, have you watched? Have you watched? Really? Yes, I, absolutely. I, I watched the. Uh, I watched the first Bears game. I watched the Bears and the Dolphins at the Canton Expo at Rich Dotson's yeah. house from the Nerds. Uh, we watched the Vikings and the Broncos that week. Uh, this past weekend, I watched the Chargers and the Niners. You know, I, I've watched a handful of games. I really just wanted to watch the, the, the quarterbacks, the rookies. You know, I'm just looking for traits. I could give a rat's ass less about the box scores. You know, if I really wanted to be pile on stats dick, 
I would have said something about Justin Fields going nine for 19 the other day against backups. And th- I don't care. I don't care. I just want to see tools. I just want to see traits. You know, all those metrics and small sample sizes, you know, who cares? None of it matters. I just, I'm looking at, is this guy overwhelmed? Is this guy ready to play? What am I seeing? That's what I'm trying to get. That's why I tweeted out what I did. Not every play deserves a reaction. Not every play should factor into the next dynasty trade. How dare you? You know, Corey Davis, obviously I like Corey Davis. Jerry, you listen to the Patreon podcast. Corey Davis, this past spring, I said, he's a guy that I'm looking to acquire this spring, and then I'll be looking to move him sometime during the season. So far, the plan is coming to flourishing. You just have to have some patience. And again, that goes back to your personality. If you're not patient, you're just going to have to sit on your hands. If you're not patient and you want help with trades, you go to patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone where guys like me can talk guys or ladies like you off of a ledge so we don't do anything silly. Jerry, what do you got before we go home? Well, I'm already home. I think you are too. I am. I am. I'm in the back corner dungeon, but uh, but I am. Just turn that maybe, shit around. Just yeah, $3 light bulb, turn it around. Maybe I will. I'll go steal steal your son that you don't have fluorescent YouTube light. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, Write that down. Um, don't, don't do stupid shit right now. There's there's going to be a lot of you know injuries and overreactions and this and that. You need to think about you know what what it is going to mean one year from now. What is James Robinson's value going to be one year from now? What is Travis Etienne's value going to be one year from now? What are the multiple possibilities of them and the likelihood of each? And make your decision based on that, not on he's out for the year. This guy's going to be awesome. This and that. So. I'm going to piggyback off of yours. One of my favorite things to do. You know, you can do this with, with, with an individual roster. You can do it with a handful of players. You use it how you want to. You can go into the Dynasty Trade Calculator, the official calculator of the Dynasty Warzone. Go to the DTC. Pull up a player. Pull up anybody. Jordan Love, I know he's like a 9.0. He's like 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 the 202, 203, or whatever. Now, he's a, he's a different one. So let's say... Um, James Robinson, I don't know what he's worth. Let's say he's worth a 15, okay? Not much. I, I, I it's about a first. Now he probably is, yeah. So, so, so let's say, okay, if James Robinson has an absolutely terrible season, gets hurt, underperforms, what does that do to his value? If James Robinson is just James Robinson and does okay, what does that do to his value? And then if J, James Robinson has an absolute baller season, what would that do to his value? Then you can go back in. You can use your favorite seasonal predictive, you know, people. I like Josh Larkey over at Roto Underworld. You could use anybody you want, you know. And and then, if you think he's going to have a good season, you can act on that information. You're just trying to play ahead a little bit, you know. If you think a guy's stock's going to go up, you hold and sell later. If you think a guy's stock's going to go down, you move now before the price goes down so that you get maximum value. You know that it's it's real. It sounds super complicated to play dynasty, but it's really not. No, I, we make it way more comp. We make it way more complicated than it needs to be. <laughs> who who ran? Who ran? It was a was it Mike Nolan, who ran the Cowboys offense last year, and everybody says it was way too complicated and way too hard. None of the players can figure it out. That's what a lot of dynasty services do out there. Quite honestly, it's it's keep it simple. It's like bowling. When I take Jerry bowling, we got to put those little kitty bumpers up for him to keep the ball in between the lanes. That's uh-huh. dynasty. That's what we do here. We're just keeping the ball between the lanes, Jerry. 
Listen, I'm a hustler on the is that right? Alleys, man. Oh, here. now I got to get a drop. It's like, I'm a hustler, baby. Everywhere no. I go. It, and that's oh. the thing is, is we, we do sort of, you know, go ranting and raving about nonsense for the most part. But it's because nobody actually does the things that they say, like, you know, buy low and sell high. How many, how many times are you going to hear a motherfucker say that? And then they don't do it. They never do it. They talk about, you know buying james robinson right now and all sorts of other stuff because he's going to get the workload and, they do it you know, so bass backwards selling cam Akers when he gets hurt because he's the, he's the you know hey, hey jerry how, how long have you gambled as, uh, as a uh as a as a guy 15 ish years okay so here you go remember what happens in vegas stays in vegas ah <laughs> except for herpes that shit will come back with you you know, so many people, as I've gambled uh, over the years, they do it the exact opposite. You're playing blackjack. You couldn't lose a hand if you tried. The dealer can't make a number. They're basting, They're busting every single hand. And you watch people at a table like this, and they never raise off their minimum bet. But when the dealer is in fuego, like they, they're making nothing but 19, 20, 21 every single hand, and they just keep losing and adding more, losing and adding more, losing and adding more. Back, Randy. I'm, I'm, yeah, they got to get. It's exactly right, and, and they're doing. That's the complete opposite. So everybody preaches common sense at gambling, dynasty, whatever. But it's hard. It's hard to put in. In it's hard to put in play. You have to have the confidence. If you believe a player is going to regress this year, and you want to get out now, it takes courage. That's the word: conviction and courage to act on your thoughts. And you know what? You have to be willing to live with the decisions that you make. So anyway, um, a little bit long-winded at the end of the three-word game, but that's that's part of the bonus of listening to the Dynasty Warzone. We're going to get into real strategy. We're going to get into, I think Jerry and I have put together a a weekly show format that's going to really, I don't want to say revolutionize because there's so many awesome pods in this space like the Dynasty Nerds, you know, and like a bunch of others, but I think you're going to start tuning in Week one. So what is that? So I think the first Sunday is the 11th or the 12th of September. So that Tuesday will be like the 15th. I think when you listen to that week's show, you're going to be like, holy cow, where has this been all of my dynasty career? So stick around, subscribe everywhere, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and help us grow the show. You can share us on Instagram via you know Spotify. You can share us on Facebook. You can share us everywhere. So please rate, review, subscribe, and share everywhere. And until next time, that man's name is Gerald J. Sinclair. You can follow him at Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. And until next time, remember, we're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Have a good week, guys. Hate brand goods. That's us. You know, very, very proud of the brand and very proud of what we stand for, man. We stand for those who give a shit. We want to be with those who want to do more. And no matter what your pursuit is and whatever it is, as long as you're holding yourself to a higher standard and you're being accountable to what your goals are, we got your back. Hate brand goods. Spread hate. Always party. And this segment is brought to you by ViridianGlobal.com. And that is the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone merch. We have our t-shirts over there. We have our dad hats. We have our Jerry NWO themed hats. We have hoodies. We have raglans. Baseball season just kicking off. A raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some, some tank tops. We have our new working harder 
than an ugly stripper t-shirt, and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself and our graphics guru, Maddie, aka at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles, and you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global, that is V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N Global, ViridianGlobal.com. Search the Dynasty Warzone store, and man, you'll see all the t-shirts, hats, accessories, everything that we have available to you from a merch standpoint. They are a great sponsor, and we recommend you check them out today. That is the group over at ViridianGlobal.com. Thanks for checking them out. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak